Welcome back to Read This Next with Laura and Nicole. We are back from our vacation, and this week we are going to be jumping right into it with pirates. Yes, pirates. Um, very fun topic. There's, it's another one that, it's another one that lots of different writers from a variety of genres have like been like, oh, I'm going to incorporate pirates into my mystery, into my historical fiction into my romance whatever it might be yeah so you can find pirates all across the library now all right so our first pick is one that I have actually read um, and it's a duology and both books are out so if you're the kind of person who likes to just pick up and then get right through your whole series all at once this is ready to go for you <laughs> and it's also a science fiction one and it is called Starflight and Starfall it's by Melissa Landers, and it is a YA series, but I think would have appeal to anyone who likes space operas. Um, so here's the description. Life in the outer realm is a lawless, dirty, hard existence, and Solara Brooks is hungry for it. Just out of the orphanage, she needs a fresh place, I'm oh, sorry, a fresh start in a place <laughs> where nobody cares about the engine grease beneath her fingernails or the felony tattoos across her knuckles. She's so desperate to reach the realm that she's willing to indenture herself to Doran Spalding, the rich and popular quarterback, because this is like space what? future and there's still quarterbacks. <laughs> anyway, carrying on, the rich and popular quarterback who made her life miserable all through high school in exchange for passage aboard the Space Liner Zenith. Space Liner Zenith. Apparently I can't speak today. We'll see if I make <laughs> the it through. first one back. <laughs> we'll see if I make it through the next paragraph. Okay. <clears throat> When a twist of fate lands them instead on the Banshee, a vessel of dubious repute, Doran learns he's been framed on Earth for conspiracy. As he pursues a set of mysterious coordinates rumored to hold the key to clearing his name, he and Solera must get past their enmity to work together and evade those out for their arrest. Life on the Banshee may be tumultuous, but Solera, as Solera and Doran are forced to question everything they once believed about their world and each other, this ship becomes home and the eccentric crew family. Oh, that but sounds cute. Right. But what Solera and Doran discover on the mysterious planet X has the power to not only alter their lives, but the existence of everyone in the universe. Of course it does. And that's just book one. And then they just wrap it all up one. in book two. <laughs> that sounds good. I love the idea of space pirates. I think that's a classic, yeah. uh, classic move. <laughs> space pirates. I love, you know, I love a found family. Ragtag crew. Having to work together to solve a problem. Love it. Yeah, on the yeah. Banshee. That's right. Very mm -hmm. um, Firefly. I haven't that's... seen. <sighs> Sorry. Well, if nerd you... homework for me. but It is nerd homework. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next one is actually a retelling of um, Peter Your Pan. Pan? So this is, uh, like I was saying, a um, retelling of Peter Pan, but from Captain Hook's perspective. So this is called Hook's Tale, being the account of an unjust, unjustly villainized pirate written by himself, which is actually written by John Leonard Peilmeyer. Peilmeyer. Um, and here we go. A rollicking debut novel from award-winning playwright and screenwriter John Peelmeyer re reimagines the childhood of the much maligned Captain Hook, his quest for buried treasure and his friendship with Peter Pan, and the story behind the swashbuckling world of Neverland. 
Long defamed as a vicious pirate, Captain James Hook, a.k.a. Hook, was in fact a dazzling wordsmith who left behind a vibrant, wildly entertaining, and entirely truthful memoir. His chronicles offer a counter-narrative to the works of J.M. Barry, a dour Scotsman, whose spurious <laughs> accounts got it all wrong. Now, um, John Pillemeyer is proud to present this crucial historical artifact in its entirety for the first time. Um, I won't read the last paragraph, but I will do this one. So Cook's story begins in London, where he lives with his widowed mother. At 13, he runs away from home, but is kidnapped and pressed into naval service as an unlikely cabin boy. Soon he discovers a treasure map that leads to a mysterious archipelago. Archipelago? Yes. Okay. Called the Never Isles, from which there appears to be no escape. In the course of his adventures, he meets the pirates Smee and Starkey, falls in love with the enchanting tiger lily, adopts an oddly affectionate crocodile, and befriends a charming boy named Peter, who teaches him to fly. He battles monsters, fights in mutinies, swims with the mermaids, and eventually learns both the sad and terrible tale of his mother's life and the true story of his father's disappearance. So, sounds really good. Um, I love <clears throat> hearing from the villain side of the story. It's always kind of cool. Highly suspicious of this retelling. I uh, I mean, it could be very interesting, but as, so, as someone who knows too much about Peter Pan, <laughs> it's one okay. of my it's one of my things. You know, we all have our our things. I mean, he was supposed to be a, a, a an English gentleman, jazz hook. You know, well, you know, it could be an interesting. It's supposed to be. Fun. People liked it. People certainly enjoyed it. This is the truth, Laura. They just told us that this is an entirely true account. I don't know who you are to say it's not. I know. Coming in <laughs> on the side of the dour Scotsman. Yeah. There is another um there is another Tons. series that's that's very it's not series, a book that's very similar to this, but it's you know, and there's that entire Disney series where they rewrite the from the villain's perspective. So it's kind of cool. Yes, lots. Captain Hook, I enjoy that it's an oddly affectionate crocodile. Yeah. Why not? That is fun. <laughs> that is fun. So that's Hook's Tale. Our next one is All the Stars and Teeth. Another okay. one. Yeah. Another one of these titles. There are quite a lot of them that are like this and this. <laughs> or the this of the that, whatever. Yeah. So they're a little generic. So if you forget the name, then look on the show notes. But this one is <laughs> All the Stars and Teeth. It's by Adeline Grace. And it's, I think it's a either this year or last year title. It's a new it's one. It's pretty new, yeah. Okay. Set in a kingdom where danger lurks beneath the sea, mermaids seek vengeance with song and magic is a choice. She will reign. As princess of the island kingdom Visidia, Amora Montara has spent her entire life training to be high and a mancer, the master of souls. I can't believe I made it through that sentence without <laughs> mumbling and last time I was tripping <laughs> over everything. Okay. The rest of the realm can choose their magic, but for Amora, it's never been a choice. To secure her place as heir to the throne, she must prove her mastery of the monarchy, the monarchy's dangerous soul magic. When her demonstration goes awry, Amor is forced to flee. She strikes a deal with Bastion, a mysterious pirate. He'll help her prove she's fit to rule if she'll help him reclaim the stolen magic. 
but sailing in the kingdom holds more wonder and more peril than a more anticipated. A destructive new magic is on the rise. And if a more is to conquer it, she'll need to face legendary monsters, cross paths with vengeful mermaids, and deal with a stowaway she never expected, or risk the fate of the Sidia and lose the crown forever. Mm, love it. Love a, a pirate that's just a pirate for like character. <laughs> a mysterious pirate. Yeah, you're like, I don't need to know anything else. That's, I'm sold. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Love that his name's Bastion. Like, Sebastian. Like, the little mermaid. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly the reference the author was looking for. She's like, I'm going to do a romantic hero with this kind of little bit bad Bastion, bad boy name. Nicole's over there like, it's like the crowd. <laughs> Good point. Not personality wise. (laughs) I was just like Little Mermaid also has Sebastian. Hmm." Yeah, that's, um, you know, I'm sure that was a (laughs) purposeful reference. (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) Anyway, and that one, that's a series too. Pretty sure. Yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, this next one is, I believe it's an adult one. I can't remember at this point, but it's called The Braver Thing by Clifford Jackman. Cover, interesting. Hover. It looks like a heart made of flames with skulls in it. And then there's like the outline of a ship. Yeah. Okay. In 1721, when the most notorious pirates are either dead or on the run, Jivy Cavanaugh, who sailed with Blackbeard, decides to pull together a company of gentlemen of fortune uh, for one last adventuring cruise that will set them up for life. All begins well. The pirates sail across the Atlantic and sack Cape Coast Castle. <laughs> that was a tongue twister. <laughs> Looting it of chests and gold ill gotten from the uh, gotten from the slave trade. But before Kavanaugh can lead them on, he sickens, unleashing a drastic series of power struggles among the company. As further victories transform them from the hunters to the hunted, the pirates descend into mutiny, show trials, assassination, and tyranny as they flee from their pursuers and struggle against the seas. Full of epic bat- sea battles and storms, peopled with there's a lot of words that are not reading the way that they normally would. <laughs> peopled, yeah, yeah, peopled with characters worthy of mutiny on the bounty. Jackman's private voyage is also an object lesson into how political systems degrade as pirates who set out as a band of brothers are powerless to prevent the erosion of the norms and values that hold their company together. Where they end will shock you, but given our own times, it might not surprise you. Now that's the description. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, an allegory for our own troubled times, apparently. Mm -hmm. Which feels kind of like a lot to ask of a novel about about pirates. But maybe just read the you know, forget about that part, read it. And then at the end, you'd be like, what a deft allegory for our troubled times. Wow. I think at the top, it said something <laughs> about it being similar to, yeah, um, Treasure Island meets Lord of the Flies. So Goodness. take that for what you will. Sounds a little more fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Although I will say the book, the cover does not look very much fun to me. Very foreboding. Yes. Yes. But you know hard to say until you pick it up yeah yeah now our next one has a real dapper dandy on the cover oh yeah (laughs) what a delight holding a sword but it kind of like I feel like that could be like a cane like a little Mm -hmm. twirl the cane and (laughs) it's called the bright and breaking sea by Chloe Neal it's book one in the Captain Kit Breitling series 
Kit Breitling, rescued as a foundling and raised in a home for talented girls, has worked hard to rise through the ranks of the Isle's Crown Command and become one of the few female captains in Queen Charlotte's fleet. Her ship is small, but she's fast, in part because of Kit's magical affinity to the sea. Hello. Love magic. <laughs> but the waters become perilous when the Queen sends Kit on a special mission with a partner she never asked for. Ryan Grant. What a boring name. She's hey, Kit Breitling. It's spelled with an I. It's R-I-A-N. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ryan. <sighs> Ryan Grant. Viscount Queenscliff. May be a veteran of the Continental War, but Kit doesn't know him or his motives. And she's dealt with one too many members of the Beau Mod. I'm sorry, not French. New not word. Terrible, terrible. Can't say any French accent words at all but kit has her orders and the queen has commanded they journey to a dangerous pirate quay and rescue a spy who's been gathering intelligence but with the fate of the queen and country at stake kit and ryan must trust each other or else the isles will fall Ooh, sounds good sounds like enemies maybe friends <laughs> just something more who knows? by book three maybe yeah although i mean rescuing this spy that could, could be who knows a love v could be <laughs> a classic love v it could it could end up with a classic love v yeah one day there'll be a proper triangle proper love triangle has we'll to happen see. sooner or later we should just have a, a a day where we talk about like list actual love triangle books there's very few it'd be a short episode it'd be a short episode <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 okay well, okay is- next one and this right. one i believe is 2021 yeah this well. one's brand brand new um so i had a choice between two books that i was gonna read over the weekend and i wanted to read this one but it wasn't an audiobook yet so mm. this one is available on cloud library it's called these rebel waves by sarah rash i believe mm-hmm. and uh, it is a series but it just started so don't get too pumped when you read it that you'll have a second one right away. I um, have to wait. Okay. I know. That's the worst. Okay. Luna is a soldier. Five years ago, she helped the magic-rich island of Grace Lori overthrow its oppressor, Argid. Sorry. It's whenever they have these fantasy ones and you have to say the names out loud. It's like <laughs> Argid. Uh, a country ruled by religion. But adjusting to post-war life has not been easy. When an Argid Argadian delegate de- vanishes during peace talks with Grace Lorray's new council. Argid demands brutal justice, but Lou sus- suspects something more dangerous is at work. Devro is a pirate. Now that's a good name. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. As one of the outlaws called Stream Raiders who run rampant on Grace Lorray, he pirates the island's magic plants and sells them on the black market classic but after argit accuses raiders of the diplomats abduction vex becomes are they calling devro vex now and they're calling adaluna lou okay just throw us into the nicknames right away love it um vex becomes a target an expert navigator he agrees to help lou find the argidian but the truth they uncover could be deadlier than any war now we got a third character. I know I was going to say, you'd think that'd be enough. No. No, we got a third one. Banat <laughs> is a heretic. The, cra- the crown prince of Argid, he harbors a secret obsession with Grace Lorray's forbidden magic. When Ben's father, another nickname, when Ben's father, the king, gives him the shocking task of reversing Argid's fear of magic, Ben has to decide if one prince can change a devout country 
or if he's building his own pyre. As conspiracies arise, Lou, Vex, and Ben will have to decide who they really are and what they are willing to become for peace. Sounds very political intriguey almost, yes, but in a does. pirate setting. Yes, it does sound like one of those like palace intrigue going back and forth. I gotta say, this nickname situation is pretty funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I just, I want you to know what you get into. There's several people with nicknames. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, it's not like the names are that long. You could just call your characters by the name you picked. Yeah, I don't know how Debro mm. gets Dex. Dex. Not even Dex. 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 Yeah. It's like but someone that's... just said his name wrong once. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is someone who's usually, not usually, often when we're reading these things, there's character names that are like, they're just really fancy. And it's mm-hmm. like, boy, this name is a little too fancy. But these names are almost not fancy enough. Because if you just look at the nicknames, it's like Lou and Ben are yeah. hanging out with Vex. I mean, Vex is fancy, but Lou and Ben, like, okay. Yeah, they're like, don't worry about mispronouncing the names. We will give you shorter ones. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Um, next one is a recommendation. So this is a book I read a while ago now it's an older one and it's a duology and I think they're both on cloud library the sequel's on cloud library for sure I don't know if we I don't think we have it ever got it in print but the first one we should have in print it's called the abyss surrounds us by Emily Skrutsky and it's uh it's pretty fun it's sea monsters Ooh, right sea monsters sorry I'm turning this off so it doesn't beep at us again I didn't even hear anything you didn't even hear it well <laughs> nothing to edit <laughs> okay so here we go for Cassandra Leong bossing around sea monsters is just the family business I she's, love it right she's been a reckoner trainer in training ever since she could walk raising the genetically engineered beasts to defend ships as they cross the pirate infested neo-pacific Fun, right? Right? Okay. (laughs) But when the pirate queen Santa Elena swoops in on one of Cass's first solo missions and snatches her from the bloodstained decks, Cass's dream of being a full-time trainer seems dead in the water. But there's no time to mourn. Waiting for her on the pirate ship is an unhatched reckoner pup. Santa Elena wants to to take back the seas with a monster of her own, and she needs a proper trainer to do it. She orders Cass to raise the pup, make sure he imprints on her ship, and when the time comes, teach him to fight for the pirates. If Cass fails, her blood will be the next to paint the sea. Now, so it's like that fun, if you enjoy like that, like bond between person and animal, here it's person and sea monster. They're sort of like giant pets. And also, there's some real nice LGBTQ representation coming your way with these uh, these characters yeah fun that one sounds like i very new idea i guess is what i'm trying to say very new i like it yeah even though like it is a couple years old now i remember when it came out i was like hello this is a little (laughs) bit different you know open that (laughs) yeah yes and it's a bit more like quite a few of the ones we've mentioned um have had magic so they've been more on the fantasy side and this one is I guess this one and then uh, the the very first one I said starbound too those ones are are on the sci-fi side instead of the Mm -hmm. fantasy side 
I love it. It sounds really good. Sea yeah. monsters. Yeah, how fun, right? Genetically engineered giant sea monsters that Perfect. you're trying to protect your ship. Yeah. I wish that was real sometimes, you know? <laughs> I wish we had a little bit more. Well, I guess it'd be a lot more like mundane if it was real. That's probably true. We get used yeah. to everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This last one. Uh, <laughs> so last time we did um the episode we called gaze in space <laughs> i started reading scavenge the stars by tara sin realized very quickly that it is not in space um and then this time uh i read that what is it called that something that inevitable victorian thing which mentions a pirate and pirates in the description <laughs> Not at all. Very Bridgerton. Very, but it takes place in Canada, so I'm intrigued. Um, and that's by E.K. Johnston. If you're interested in that genre, oh, E.K. Johnston. They're they've written quite a few things. There you they go. did dragons before. Lots of stuff. Then where's the pirate action? Anyway, so I figured what I would do is I would recommend uh, scavenge the stars again because I did start reading that one and realized very quickly it was more about pirates and the and being on boats and stuff so I'll read you that description <laughs> <laughs> it's a legit recommendation this time okay scavenge the stars by Tara Sim when Amaya rescues a mysterious stranger from drowning she fears her rash actions have earned her a longer sentence on the debtor debtor's ship where she's been held captive for years those are the pirates instead the man she saved offers her unimaginable riches and a new identity setting amaya on a perilous course through the coastal city state of moray where didn't we just have one called moray or moray anyways where old world opulence and desperate gamblers collide amaya wants one thing revenge against the man who ruined her family and stole the life she once had but the more entangled she becomes in this game of deception and as her path intertwines with the son of the man she's plotting to bring down, the more she uncovers about the truth of her past, and the more she realizes she must trust no one. Packed with high-stakes adventures, romance, and dueling identities, this gender-swapped retelling of The Count of Monte Cristo <laughs> is the first novel in an epic YA fantasy duology perfect for fans of Sarah J. Mass, Sabah, Tahir, and Leigh Bardugo. And there you go. There you go. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Metaphorical stars, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. was not. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not space. <laughs> yeah, so this is an actual. It's. I figure next time we'll do something about um, Victorian or Ooh, retellings of history, and I will recommend the next one. <laughs> or I'll read another one and think it's about Victorian things. Sure. Not. <laughs> we'll just continue the trend. Ah, <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah. I think, everything that we were going to discuss today. Do we have anything else to add? Um, I, I think I'd just like to say that, you know, welcome back to us. We're excited to be joining you again with new episodes. Um, as we always say, if you have suggestions of things you'd like us to talk about or, um, you know, themes you want us to hit on, then please do reach out on social media or mm -hmm. um, on the blog or by emailing us at readthisnext at tbpl.ca, no spaces, and we mm -hmm. will uh, do our best to accommodate. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. It's, it's 
It's about, like we like talking to each other, but also <laughs> like talking to people who are interested in the same things as us. So um, with that being said, you know, uh, check us out on any of your podcast platforms. We're available on YouTube. Um, just search Read This Next. Uh, we post our show notes for those of you that don't know if you missed a title or if you missed an author's name, go to off the shelf tbpl oh, yeah. off the shelf yeah dot com and then yes. you will find them all there so we will see you guys <laughs> all next week um we've got more fun stuff in store and it's good to be back so we'll see you all next week Bye-bye. bye bye